Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Angeles. All right, guys. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Um, did you guys like last week's episode with Dr. Jason Emmer? I personally found it illuminating same and we've had a lot of people messaging us i just want to clarify something threads is not threading like hair removal yeah no like where you take the thread and you like remove people's eyebrows and stuff that is not this that means you didn't listen to the episode yeah we i did have some people asking me they're like oh yeah my esthetician does this i'm like no 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 no, no. they they can't (laughs) and if they are that's wrong yeah it shouldn't be (laughs) don't do that although my mom did Text me and said I need the threads. Oh well, I was talking to um, this lovely, lovely. Um, I'm not going to say her name because I don't know if she wants me to yeah. say uh, that she wants threads. But she gave me a facial and she was like, "Now I want them." I'm like, "Girl, yeah. you and I both. It's the future. I want threads well, in my face." Jess, Jessica Chia, our dear friend who um, works for Allure, yep, um, was saying how she's been like. I mean, I don't think she has threads. She's just like naturally beautiful. But like she's like obsessed with the idea of threads because she um, was talking about how in Brazil, all of the women there, like they get threads in like their whole body. Yeah. Like in their butts before they like shake it. That's like where Brazilian butt lifts are like kind of stemming from. Essentially. Is it different though? Different. Like, well, there's like a surgery you can yeah, get. Yeah, right, right, but right. Like the lifted butt effect. Yes, yeah. Definitely comes from a thread. Yeah, which I was like, oh, I had no idea. I thought that they were just doing that in Korea. So it's just wild. I know. So listen to that episode if you haven't already. Yeah, I thought it was great. And I thought Dr. Jason Emmer was awesome. Um, he, like, one of the things that I was like, we listen to these episodes every week just like you guys. And I was like, oh, yeah, he, like, is a decent man. Cause he's like, I don't think anybody needs anything. But like, if you come in and you want me to help you fix something, I'm yeah. like, happy to do it which great yeah. love that okay moving on we have some beauty news yeah okay so kirby and i were at a l'oreal event the other day which let's talk about where this party was at it was at kelly worsler's house which i don't know if that was public knowledge but it is oh and we don't know if it's public knowledge that the house is worth $53 million. This house is le- like legitimately, it's like the Versace mansion, essentially. It's huge. And I, did you see the crayon molding on, in like one of the rooms? No. It was, it was impeccable. I was like, that little part right there alone is like $10,000. And then like the pool outside with the palm trees and the giant pool house that's bigger than any home that I will own. Pool house, <laughs> guest house, like like first quarters when you walk in. Yeah. And then like this, whatever. It was crazy. So they had us at this beautiful home. They made us go to the Four Seasons first and take a shuttle to this private residence where we were all like, so where we are we going? So we can't tell you where the address is. Yeah, we were like, okay, we have no idea what's going on. Apparently there was like an insurance thing with like people driving up the driveway. That makes sense. Totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, but we were there because they were um, doing a launch slash party for Age Perfect, which is the makeup line they created, L'Oreal Paris did, for women ages 50 plus, which, 
Hallelujah. Oh, little no, grunty, yeah, little grunty. You know, he's like dreaming. There. He's making noises. Aww, he's um, no, I mean, and I actually love the the foundation that they were showcasing. Like, Same. I can't wait to use it. Same. So when we got there, they sat us down and told us a little bit about the launches and explained, you know, as a woman, you know, this is what your face looks like in your 30s and 40s and 50s. And like 50s okay. is really when you use lose a lot of the collagen. Happens. I know a lot of the volume yeah. in your lips. Mm-hmm. Um, There's things more of pigmentation happening. Yep. And so uh, their dermatologist that they work with a lot was kind of explaining that process and why they created Age Perfect to help, you know, smooth out lines, um, makeup that wouldn't like just set in, you know, wrinkles and things like that and had some skincare benefits too, because, you know, I know a lot of women over the age of 45, 50 that are like, I feel like I can't even wear makeup because it just, you can see it on my skin. And that's a big issue that they deal with. So, and then also like the marketing of makeup is just not geared towards them most of the time. Yeah. It's like, I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. It has to be really difficult to feel like you don't see yourself on TV or, you know, in magazines or whatever, which is kind of bonkers because I'm like, they're the ones who have money to spend. They have money. They, they want to spend the money. it. So then that is why they had two fabulous uh, ambassadors, the faces of this new launch there, Miss Viola Davis and Helen Mirren. Dame Helen Mirren. Dame Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren is 76 years old. She looks incredible. Viola Davis looks incredible. They both look obviously amazing. Um, I was sitting obviously next to Sarah. And um, one thing I wanted to whisper to you was Viola has big Leo energy. Like, oh my God. Is she, did you look up what yeah, she was? August 11th. Yeah, for sure. So some major Leo energy happening there. I mean, afterwards when we were like going through the samples next to Helen Mirren was like, she was oh, like yeah. going through a box of samples. So they asked us, they were like, they gave us these bags, but the bags were pre-filled. Um, yeah. So I had like a shade that was like very much yeah. not my shade. And I'm like, I'm not going to take the bag. And they're like, well, do you want the product? I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to take things that are not my shade. Yeah. So they let us back inside and we went into this one room where we had, we had been earlier in the afternoon where Helen and Viola's ma- a makeup artist were together doing a tutorial, doing tutorial on these models. And we go in there and we start trying to like get shade matched and literally Helen Mirren is standing like, there holding like, like 10 products in her hand, taking samples. It was hilarious. But what I overheard her talking about was how Viola Davis has just like, is so eloquent and like well-spoken and all this stuff. And I was like, yes, that is <laughs> thousand percent true. But like you are also Dame Helen Mirren and anything that you say, like, she's so funny. That's the thing about it. Like, like Viola was so you know, she got deep and she talked about like social media and how she it like, like goes into your soul. Yeah. Like literally it feels like she's ripping. She gives you like the Oprah moment, you know? And I love that about her. But Helen Mirren is so damn funny. I, I didn't even realize it. <laughs> when they asked who her beauty icon was, she said David, David Beckham. Beckham. <laughs> and then she was like, oh yeah, he's like, he was like the first like like footballer to like be pushing around a pram. And I love that he's a metrosexual. Yeah, I love that he's a metrosexual. <laughs> and he has like this high little voice, like literally like start doing his voice. I'm like, uh, Helen, 
you kill me. And then she was like, yep, that's my answer. That's my beauty icon. We were like, got it. Okay, cool. You know? Yeah. So they were amazing, obviously. But like Sarah said, she's excited about the foundation. There's two. There's one that's like a medium coverage, like BB cream, I would say, uh-huh. that has, you know, some skincare benefits to it. And then there's a powder to cream foundation that I'm really excited about, too. I am number, I think, 65. And I'm 75. Ivory beige. The 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 names are a little confusing to me only because I'm never an ivory yeah like I'm more of like a natural medium and so at first when I when Viola's makeup artist was like color matching us I was like ooh, ivory beige I don't know if I'm gonna like this but then you put it on and it was like an almost perfect match yeah I felt like it was like you could definitely sheer it out you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so you could probably be like a few shades totally um but yeah I was 75 which I think was like Sand? Carl, no, I think it was like caramel honey or something like that. Oh. I know, something very um, lovely sounding. Yeah, so they have those. Um, they have a mascara that has their eyelash serum that they have also included within it. Like Because part, as like you some get of those older, your lashes fall out and then they might not grow back. Which is like my man. worst nightmare. Like mortality, man. I, I, I think about this a lot and I'm already morbid enough as it is, but I'm just like the day my eyelashes do not grow back will be the day that I'm just like, take me now, man. I don't need to be here. That's right. I mean, I'm never going to stop my eyelashes. (laughs) What if they don't have anything left to be on? I'll figure it out. Sarah, I'll figure it out. Okay. Put all these little fur. If there's a will, there's a way. Maybe by then they can like sew eyelash extensions. I know they're going to have to, you know what? We'll figure, we'll figure it out. It out. <laughs> um, they had the lipstick the that had a lipsticks. higher melting point. Oh yes, this is which a great meant point. that it um, when applied was a li- like more. It was creamier, had a creamier consistency, and that it wouldn't move around as much because yes. of the high melting point. So they had that also for the eyeliner and the lip liner too. Which I thought was really nice. Yeah. Are the products, their products available already? Yeah. Products are available already. Those are like the four heroes, the lipsticks, the powder foundation, cream foundation, and the mascara. And then they also had the nice brow pencil. Yes. Brow pencil. They do have lip liners, but I guess like those were the four core. Got it. Okay. marquee launches whatever so thank you l'oreal paris for having us we had a lovely time it was a great conversation lisa ling interviewed them love lisa ling she was fabulous yeah i mean what an icon in itself i told so so i told kirby she was talking about how like connie chung was like her idol and i was like well lisa ling was like my connie chung well i mean not like because she was like one of the few asian journalists remember when she was on the view uh, yes. Yeah. Also, the one time I ever saw Oprah, actually, the one of the two times I saw Oprah in the flesh, I went to a viewing of, um, it was Lisa Ling's America. Uh-huh. What's the name of the show? Yeah, yeah. It was on OWN. And it was when OWN had like been relatively new. And my friend Jessica was working for OWN at that point and knew I was a diehard Oprah fan. So she invited me very casually and I was like, yeah, sure, I'll make it. Like, I would love to see like Lisa Ling. And then literally I got there and right as I walked in, Jessica like grabbed me, pulled me to the side and like turned me and like Oprah was coming in behind me. And I was like, oh my God. So I like saw Lisa Ling and Oprah at the same time. It was truly life-changing. Yeah, what a fun event. Great Um, event. Really excited about these products. Like, L'Oreal, I feel like, especially for a drugstore mass brand, you can't really go wrong. Yeah. Like, I've always been a voluminous diehard. When yeah. people are like, what's a great cheap mascara? I'm like, please go find L'Oreal. Totally. So, 
Happy day, good times at L'Oreal. Now um, we have some. Then we have some downer news. news. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard about this thing called coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, um, but it has put a wrench in a lot of travel plans. <laughs> including South by Southwest. So the short of it is we will not be in Austin. We are not going to South by Southwest. Um, the real self house of modern beauty is not happening. So, um, and, and this was a good decision on their part. Yeah. Um, a smart decision as a brand, just I, a huge bummer. We're, we'll work with them in some capacity in the future. Yeah. We think real self is great. If you're not familiar with real self, they are a website. Essentially they're like the Expedia of aesthetics treatments and plastic surgery so you can get on and say okay I want a boob job or hey I want Botox for the first time and you can look up different providers in your area that have been approved to be on the website by real self there is a set standard that they have to go through like you can't just make a profile and be like, I'm an aesthetics provider. Come mm -hmm. like get injected by me. Um, and then people can leave reviews and they never alter yeah, or remove negative mm -hmm. reviews. So I think it's really genius. And that's why we wanted to partner with them, especially for the House of Modern Beauty. They are bringing it to L.A., which I think is obviously, hello, we're Los Angeles. So we want to be a part of it in some yes. form or fashion. But Sadly, we will not be having our fireside chat with Renee. Yeah, and she'll have we to will come, not be in Austin. Come fly out for that another so, time. Another time. Um, sorry to miss you guys in Austin, but there will be, I think, more opportunities in the future. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to get right into it now. Today, we have a very special international guest. She is a beauty industry veteran, and she traveled here all the way from the land down under. You know, any chance we can say that. Down under. <laughs> <laughs> Strump on the bob. Oh, my God. Uh, I can't do it. So he's going to be like, Zoe's I don't, gonna I delete my interview. Just kidding. Okay, so anyways. <laughs> Zoe Foster Blake is one of Australia's most celebrated beauty experts, but before she became a beauty brand founder, she was, just like Kirby and me, a beauty editor. Yay. Yeah. Zoe was the beauty director of Cosmopolitan and Harper's Bazaar Australia. She then went on to write a few books, including Amazing Face and Amazinger Face, which was a best-selling beauty Bible, and then she decided to start her own beauty blog back in 2006, which makes her an OG beauty blogger. And after years of reviewing and using every kind of skincare product on the face of the earth, Zoe decided to take a stab at creating her own. And she wanted to make something that was simple, stress-free, and more about self-love than fixing stuff. So then she created Go To Skincare, and we are talking to her all about how she developed it, how she started it, and then something else that she also launched. Totally. And Go To is a brand that started out clean before clean was a craze. So you'll hear a lot about that um, and the ingredients that they use and and what makes them so different. Yeah. So enjoy, enjoy your lover accent. I was going to say, enjoy her lovely Aussie accent. Not our fake ones. <laughs> and um, we'll talk to you guys next week. Today we have a very special international guest. Woo! All the way down... From down? the all the way all the uh, way up from the <laughs> down under all the way up from down under. Please give a warm Los Angeles welcome to Zoe Foster Blake. Woo! Woo! Oh, the crowd goes wild. Yeah. <laughs> welcome Zoe. How, How are, are you? Yeah, good. How are you? Thanks for coming and hanging with us. You literally Such got a off a plane yesterday. Had to do all of these. 
you know, dust sides and now you're here. So we want to kick things off with what's on your face. Yeah. Okay, Zoe. So <laughs> if you're not familiar, Sarah and I every week talk about products that we're loving and what's currently on our face. We'll start off just to give you a primer. Um, Sarah, yes. tell me what's on your face. Okay. So I literally put this product on my face for the first time today. Oh. It is from a brand called Say. Are mm-hmm. you familiar? <laughs> so they are sort of like the Glossier of clean color cosmetics. Mm. Although they don't have that many, I should say clean makeup. Mm. And so they don't have that many launches. They have a mascara that everyone has been dying over. But um, as you all know, I have eyelash extensions, so Mm -hmm. I did not try that on. But they have this glowy super gel, which is like a highlighter slash primer. And I just put it all over my face because I've been very lazy and like not wanting to wear foundation. And I love it. Is it a serum consistency or what? Here, I'm going to let you don't everyone. have foundation on? I don't. I know. It's, it's unfortunate for people like me <laughs> oh, that have to look at her right. face every day. I cut some of these on. But I just Ooh. love how lightweight it is. Yep. Mm. And it really, it's it's luminescent, but it's not too glowy. Ooh, I like the way that you're oh, applying just, this. Uh, well. She's tapping around her like orbital, <laughs> so it really temporal area. Yes. It's not like glittery, but it's got just like this nice glow. Okay, because that's what I, I appreciate. Say. In the packaging, it looks like it might be more highlightery than yes. I was thinking because I was looking at your face I'm like it doesn't look that like highlightery yes it doesn't and so that's I know it looks very luminescent in the and glittery yeah, on glowing. there right. um so I feel like you could definitely use it as like you know on your cheekbones afterwards as a highlighter but I really loved it um as just like a primer you know what I want this on my neck decollete yes and my collarbone yes your collarbone <laughs> I was just going like this. that is extremely exactly. sexual so it's $25 <laughs> they're currently available at goop and I think um, on their website. So, okay, cool. Yeah. I know that they're sending you some stuff. Oh, I can't wait to try them out. Awesome. Okay. What's what's on on your face? My face. So I am a Marc Jacobs stan. I I love all the Marc Jacobs products. I'm just going to be 100 with you guys. Yeah. And I love the packaging. They sent me a box recently with a bunch of new goodies for spring. They just launched this Marc Jacobs recover hydrating coconut lip oil in kissability. It's basically just, it looks like a clear gloss. It's packed with five different types of coconut oil, vitamin E, and aloe vera. So when you put this on, like the package makes it look like it's a lip gloss. And Mm. even inside, it kind of looks glossy. But when I put it on, it's like a true oil. Mm. It just rubs right in. It looks really nice on your lips. It smells nice. (laughs) Like it has that coconutty scent to it. So I feel like Mark Jacobs is a big fan of coconut. They love that scent. I personally don't mind it. And you guys know that I'm like not like a diehard over coconut oil. But I really am a big fan of this guy. So unfortunately for our wallets, it's like 28 bucks. So Mm. it's kind of a beauty investment for (laughs) a lip oil. Okay. But I really love it. And I'm a Mark Jacobs stan. So you guys know I approve. Yay. Zoe, Zoe. Yeah. what's on your face? Well, obviously I'm going to talk about go-to. Of yes. course you are. But today, you know, because I have flown internationally. so 16 hours? Yes. Oh, nice. But I had laser genesis before I left because I need my skin to be good for like 10 days. Mm-hmm. So I was going to do my transformation sheet mask this morning because that gives instant glow. It's full of niacinamide and kakadu plum and finger lime extract. And it's really brightening and dewy. But I didn't have time (laughs) and not even for a 10 minute mask. So what I actually did was we have a new cleansing oil called Fancy Face. And traditionally you would use a cleansing oil at night to remove all of your SPF and makeup and get a really good clean, particularly for a double clean. But I used it this morning 
before um, I got my makeup applied because it really juiced up my skin nicely. Mm. And I learned that from a makeup artist to use a cleansing oil before you apply makeup when you want it to look super bouncy and fill out all those lines. Because if you're just using a regular cleanse or not cleansing before you put your morning makeup on, it doesn't give the same amount of juiciness. By the way, I really love the cleansing oil. Oh, great. It's awesome. Yes. And I love the um, muslin. How yeah. do you say that? I never, oh, yeah. Muslin. I, muslin. 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 I never say it correctly, but um, I love the cloth too. Yes. I've been using it for a double cleanse at yes. night. And it's just, it's so nice. It doesn't like strip the oils. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, and it's also like not like some oil cleansers. Sometimes I feel like just it's just like residue. It's like hard to add a different like product on top, and that is not the case. And your skin feels oily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I obviously developed this product right yeah. <laughs> wrote the wish list of ingredients and one of the main things is like when i start reviewing the samples is it cannot leave residue totally it cannot feel like you've used a cleansing oil except for that you feel more nourished unless you were using a foaming cleanser or something right. else like that and obviously cleansing oils and balms are really taking off at the moment thanks to k-beauty and so on so the double cleanse is awesome and we also have a mousse cleanser to follow on with and it just feels so super clean afterwards in fact i can't believe i wasn't doing that forever it's yeah. one of those things where you're like why was i not doing this yeah especially as a heavy spf user totally, totally. Yeah. i mean if you wear spf i think ha- do a a double cleanse is necessary yes. and yeah. having an oil cleanser as a part of your double cleanse yeah yes. what are you doing with your life well i feel like i mean i don't know how it was growing up in australia but for us it was like the foamier and the more stringent the yes. better when it terms yes. in terms of like removing our you know makeup yeah and um, anything oily was like no yes yeah Free. Yeah. It's crazy what marketing really has done mm. over the past 20 years. It's like crazy. thinking that your face needs to be squeaky clean yeah. for it to be actually clean. Term. Yeah, it's squeaky like, clean. I know, horrible. That's the worst thing. Do you it's remember those feeling, like too. the pads that we would use? Yeah. The brand. With like the menthol? Yeah. yeah. And you would just like. Like the. They were like saturated. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very astringent. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, my skin is all tingly. It feels great. Although sometimes though, I love a little throwback moment. And I, if I like, yeah. do that, I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> days of yore. Yeah. If that doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah that does. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So you have that. Anything yep. else? Well, Face Hero. Sorry to go on with another go-to product. But yes. that's really essential too. And that's how. Yeah bestseller but in terms of makeup the makeup artist used his concealer and then I came in with my own because I just can't find a better concealer than this one is the it cosmetics bye bye under eye yeah and I just cannot yeah cannot find better so um I just went in over the top and added more and I seem to be adding more all day because I'm just a bit tired <laughs> but um my skin is just eating everything right up well you don't look tired oh, and you it don't. looks great for like being able to like reapply, it doesn't look like you did at all. Like, yeah. You know what I also have you ever had that in. thing when you've had a peel like three or four days. Mm-hmm. You start your day off so juicy, and then by the end of the day, all the the flaking's happening. Yeah, I sure. feel like that's happening right now. So I'm gonna go home and. Oh use my god, it. it doesn't even peel. look like it. I can feel it. You can. Okay. So the enzyme yeah. peel will happen tonight, and then a probiotic mask overnight. <laughs> oh my god, I lo- like this yeah. is why I love you. Yeah, but I you know when this I come in and I'm like. People stare at my skin because when you have your own skincare company, the expectations are somewhere oh, up here. Oh, yep. yeah. It's ridiculous. Wait, so this is unrelated to any products, but you talked about Laser Genesis. Yes, Can you just Jenny. explain what that is? <laughs> I can't. Like you, like it's, it's, it's like, science. but it's some, it's, it's a treatment that I can. you get. I get it. I get it. Okay. So it's not, it's not the cheapest. I think in Australian dollars, it's about $350. Okay. So you would only get it. And how often are you getting Oh, it? like before a press okay. tour okay. or before a big red carpet event. And I would have it with a blueberry peel. So a lactic peel. And then you have the Genesis when it's only like 20 minutes and then LED to finish off with a sheet mask. That's what my facialist does. And it's stunning the next day and for the next few days, then you get the weird flaky moment and you use an enzyme peel 
hotel to get rid of that and then you are heaven for like a week, wow. two weeks. I used to just go to Omnilux or like an LED before events so you'd have two or three in the week leading up with peels. But that went, like the effects were over so fast. Yeah. So I tell women, if you've got your wedding coming up or a big photo shoot or something, get, I love laser genesis. And it's awesome. like a laser facial. It, yeah, but it doesn't feel like that. It's like, it actually feels like, like warm rain. It's oh. like, it's very pleasant. Like it, it, it depends on how high they do warm the, the rain. depth. Warm rain. Yeah, that's sexy, but (laughs) yeah, and and, and no downtime, like you're absolutely fine to go afterwards. Well, we know that's how Kendall Jenner got her skin. Really? Yes. Jenny. It wasn't proactive. (laughs) What? (laughs) She, she, I mean, she has talked about this and so has her dermatologist. I don't know if it's like current or former, but like microneedling. Yeah. She used to go and get Mm -hmm. laser genesis to try to like get her skin, which makes sense. She's a model. Like she she really can't like have yeah, bad skin no, ever. No. So yeah. I feel her on that. Okay. Um, all right. Let's awesome. get down to business. Yeah. Let's ask some questions. Um, okay. So <laughs> you do. Like, okay. We have so many questions. We're ready. Um, so before we dive into go to and grow to, we want to know you were one of us years and years ago. You were a beauty editor, a beauty director, in fact, back in the 2000s. Yeah. What was that like? What was your favorite part of, you know, working for Cosmo and Harper's and being a beauty director? It's so interesting because I feel like back then, like I started when I was 23 and so I was wide eyed and from the country and just being in the hallowed halls of Cosmo and, and Harper's was enough. But to I didn't know what a beauty editor was. I came in as a journalist and was given the role because it was seen that I had the common touch, like I could learn along with the reader. <laughs> true, still true. So, but it was nuts. Like we were being put on a, like a jet to go to lunch, like in another state. And oh you know what? God. You're just getting sent like the whole NAS range yeah. and Stiller and all of these things that I could never have afforded. And I couldn't believe it was literally my job to sit at my desk and try makeup on yeah. for a job. And I was so excited by it that I then started blogging in 2006 about beauty and then wrote a whole book, a chiclet book called Air Kisses about being a beauty editor because I was just like, how come fashion gets all the movies and TVs and stuff? Like beauty is a ridiculous job. Yeah. Ridiculous. We are so privileged. It's 100%. Yeah. So I feel like now like the same thing's happening, but it's just also bloggers and influencers are getting the same sort of royal treatment that us beauty ads used to get. But back then we only had like four pages to write about everything. Right. And that's part of the reason I started blogging. I'm like, I can't explain blackheads in like totally. this tiny box. I need to like go Like 200 words. Deep. Yeah. Yeah, and so God bless, you know, blogging and, and vlog, vlogging and everything that just takes that consumer that little bit further and helps them be more informed and make better choices and be more educated. Was there a product that you remember like being super obsessed with during your time as like a beauty editor? I, I remember the um, at-home peels got really big in like 2004, 2005, and it was nuts. Like everyone from La Prairie to L'Oreal were doing at-home microderm abrasion that's so messed up. Like people, <laughs> consumers were going home and doing basically a chemical peel a few nights a week. Yeah. Yeah. And then I remember meeting with Dr. Daniel Mays as part of the job for an interview about a new product, Lauder, I think it was. And he was like, I tell every beauty editor the same. You have a finite amount of skin. You cannot keep exfoliating at this rate. You will have nothing left. You'll totally. be papery and shiny and weird. And you don't want to be that. Yeah. So from then I sort of changed tack. I'm like, hmm, maybe over exfoliating is not cool. Yeah. And I still worry about that now. Oh my God. High strength available everyone has over exfoliated their skin yes. to oblivion i feel because like it looks now. so good in the instant but you forget mm-hmm. about the long-term ramifications of that yeah. i'm a reformed over exfoliator as i've mentioned a time or two on this podcast and it's like i thought that i had 
and even experts thought I had rosacea only because I was just completely obliterating my skin barrier. And once I put the fire out and was like, (laughs) okay, calm down. You don't need to be exfoliating this often. My skin has significantly changed. So it's like one of those things where I think when you're in it, you're like more is more is more more is more. And then you can't figure out how to get out of it. And then you don't want to give up the habit that you have. Yeah. So because your skin won't be the same. But I go to like a big focus is barrier repair Mm because we play well with others, we say. So you can bring in your retinol or your vitamin C or whatever it might be or your Fraxel or your Botox, whatever it is, but you're still going to need something soothing and calming and nourishing between all of that hardcore stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So go easy. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So your book, Amazing Her Face, is somewhat of a beauty Bible um, where you address a lot of beauty basics, but things that a lot of non-beauty people um, aren't aware of. So what would you say are a few of the biggest questions, concerns, problems that people have when it comes to makeup or skincare? Well, after having, so I wrote Amazing Face back in like, I think 2006, which was the first compilation. And then Amazing Her Face came out because, you, you know, beauty changes so much, yeah. so yeah. fast. It seems ridiculous to have written a book about tips and tricks because the text changed so much. And everyone's so educated now. Like people can just work it out for themselves. But like you say, the non-beauty people, we shall call them, it's the basics. And it wasn't even really makeup. Like makeup, you can watch a YouTube now. You could spend a day in your bedroom and you could basically walk out it a pretty good makeup artist skin is different and it's and that was why go to started because I felt like it was so complex and complicated and and intimidating and confusing and because skin is so closely tied to confidence people don't want to mess around with that they want to get it right Mm -hmm. so they look to experts like their facialist or the department store person but then they feel like they're just being sold at Mm -hmm. and so I, I I felt like that was the one area that women just couldn't get it right and still to this day, like, what order do I put it in? And yeah. now there's this whole thing like oils after creams and before creams. And there will always be the myths and the questions and so on. So a big thing for me as a beauty editor and also as a, as a skincare founder is trust and making women feel safe and confident because with competence comes confidence and then they feel like they've got their products that make them feel good and look good. And then you don't have to spend as much on treatments and, and makeup if you've got your skin in good shape Mm -hmm. and to me that comes down to protection and hydration and antioxidants and exfoliation gentle exfoliation and it's pretty basic like a lot of it is marketing and trends and faux science bullshit but really all the beauty ads will tell you the same it's like going to come down to AHAs and it's going to come down to antioxidants and SPF and really if you just have those core pillars you can't go too wrong so are you team oil or cream at the end uh, well, it depends. It depends. We get that a lot because we we say with, we say with face hero before, and I was always taught thinnest to thickest. Well, more accurately, most active. Yeah, you know. But I think it's the type of oil. Ours is very um, sebum compatible, so you can apply ours before cream. And I like to lock things in with a cream at the end. So we say that face hero should go before. That's mm. honestly the most confusing part about oils in general. Mm-hmm. Like I was always taught oil at the end, but then I was like, but if you're going based on consistency, mm, right? Thinnest to thickest, like mm. oil should be coming before the cream. That's and why it's so like, confusing. Yeah, yeah. not oil. That's why all people are ultimately not confused. Always yeah. So an oil with a bigger molecule might need to go after cream. Mm-hmm. Like, why is anyone putting coconut oil on their face? But maybe that sort of level of molecule would be last. But like the ones that we're using, like you mm-hmm. know, jojoba and macadamia, are so tiny and gentle and effortlessly consumed by the skin it's fine to wear them first yeah but isn't that fun like this is the part of beauty like it's such a connector and women always talk about it there's all this shit to work out yeah 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 yeah. exactly 
Um, okay, so we were talking about this a little earlier, but do you think that there is a huge difference between beauty standards in the States and in Australia? Yeah. What do you think uh, the differences are? Um, well, what do you mean by standards? Or like, like a th- a th- the aesthetic of like a Australian, I don't know, beauty or a, an icon versus, you know, yeah. I don't know what we like here, obviously, like the Kardashians are huge. Oh, well, that family has changed beauty. Like, really, they have yeah. in terms of, f- first of all, makeup, but hair and skin, like they've really had an enormous impact. And and, and globally speaking, I think the homogeny of me- makeup looks because of Instagram and YouTube is, is prolific. But look, if we're going to talk very broadly, and this is generalizing, but I think Australians are a little bit less. So mm. we might just have like more of a tussled hair and less makeup perhaps we're not really I mean there are of course a segment of the population doing the baking and the contouring yeah. and the heavy makeup but I think Australian women and this is why GoTo does well over there just like to keep it simple yeah effective and they want to look like themselves but better that's how I pictured in my head yeah but that is that's a generalization because we go both right ways, I know. mean same here yeah oh yeah I guess like for me when I see this question like I think of like standards in terms of like efficacy or ingredients or something like that so like maybe growing up like was there something that you knew growing up but then when you started to interact with more people from America you were like how do you guys think this is okay to like use this (laughs) ingredient or Or you probably learned too having to bring go-to to the states well, SPF is probably the big one. We, like I stopped sunbaking at 15. I just had an epiphanet and I was like, no more. I don't want to look 40 when I'm 30. And it Great. was a vanity move mostly. Yeah. Sunbaking uh, sun sounds so much cuter than sun tan or tan, tanning, baking. laying out. Hey, like a little potato in the oven. <laughs> but we would like leather ourselves in refoil and lay on a foil roof. Like we did everything we could to get our skin permanently damaged um so i think our tanning segment is huge in terms of self tanners and we've got an incredible array of fake tan and spray tanning options over there which is great but our sun is so hardcore and in new zealand you would have noticed that the oh UV my god it was like from when, 8 a.m yeah burning. when i stepped out for like literally two minutes this i felt like i was like eating at my skin wow. you have no ozone like it's not a joke we yeah. have nothing and and so when we go to europe for holidays for example we can be out in the italian sun for a few hours without really noticing too much of course i'm always wearing spf 50 of course but um yeah so we we grew up with a really heavy sun message um which i don't th- I, I feel like but I feel like that's almost in a way girls think, oh, well, if I'm not going to the beach, I don't need to wear SPF. But mm. honey, if you're using glycolic every night, you absolutely need to be using SPF for a different reason because mm-hmm. you've left your skin so vulnerable. So there are a few few pillars to, I think, SPF usage that maybe aren't as clear. But um, I felt like, you know, having had a lot of facials now in America, they seem to be a bit more hardcore. Yeah. Um, not that we're not, you know, against different modalities and different strength serums and so on, but we probably, you know, we have a very strong natural category and organics and botanicals and that's what we're good at and yeah. we're known for. Well, Sarah and I have talked about this. Like, I feel like in LA, they're pretty like chill when it comes to facials like they'll use different like microcurrent or yeah. like radio frequent or high frequency or whatever I but high frequencies that's still going yeah <laughs> yes I got it this morning and honestly it was so relaxing I was oh, like I could nice. just fall asleep here but like, yeah. yeah well the microcurrent <laughs> oh, literally yeah. like it felt like my tooth was about to pop out yeah. of my gum and walk away yeah. I was like what is yeah, happening is this here okay? It's yeah okay, right? it was it was hardcore but it was great yeah. um but I feel like I always walk out of facials for the most part, even if extractions happen and my skin is calm. Mm. It's not like 
inflamed yeah. or puppy yeah. or anything. It's like still you have to very... Go in, you don't have to go into hiding for a few days. Exactly. But then I like, I see our editor friends in New York whose faces have been legitimately destroyed by people. And That's, I... Yeah, New I, York is... I'd say LA is a lot more akin to Australia. Mm-hmm. Right now. And I've texted them being like, who the hell did this to you? I never <laughs> want to see this person. And they are like... It's just New York has a different yeah. perspective of what works. It's medical, it's hardcore, it's clinical, it has that vibe, like all the derms and so on. Yeah. Yeah, that derm culture was always really strong and even as an edge back. But, but I got to say, you two are young and you have great skin. Mm-hmm. And I've had kids and your pigmentation flares and you start to look at like stronger treatments and like right, microneedling course, and yeah. things like that. So I now leave as one of those people because I've had <laughs> needling and my face is on fire and I'm like, what have I done? But it's... It's it's results driven because I'm trying to undo a problem. Yeah, um, which is a shame, but that's life. That's that's totally true. No, yeah. I'm not gonna be against it. At no, all. <laughs> never say yeah. never is my never policy. Never say <laughs> never. Okay, so you have had access to like every skincare product under the sun. So why did you feel you needed to create <laughs> go to skincare? Like, what did you feel personally was missing outside of the? you know, consumers just not knowing and not having the tools to figure out like, oh, this is the correct order Mm. or like, I don't need to be exfoliating. Was there something that you're like, why doesn't this exist? Yeah. So it was was more like there were enough moisturizers in the world, to be clear. Of course there were. (laughs) So the the products that we launched with was a mousse cleanser because I felt like all the mousse cleansers were much more gentle, but they always had a strong anti-acne angle. And I was like, why can't we do one without all the heavy salicylics? And, and the gentle vibe through it was really important because I wanted anyone to be able to use it. And that was like clean wasn't a thing in 2012 and 13 when we were developing the range. We did it as a self-protective mechanism because I was like, if I'm going to be sending shit in the mail and asking women to put it on their face and they've never been able to go into retail and try it, it has to be super bulletproof and safe and non-irritating because I don't want refunds, returns, rashes, anger. Like, I love these women. They trust me. So that was why we were clean. Wow. Yeah, literally to be safe and, and to have trust for people. And we have a huge sensitive skin demo now because they can trust us to calm and soothe their skin, whether that's because they have sensitized to skin to begin with or whether they've had a treatment or their sunburn or whatever it might be. I like to say that we... You know, if you've got bitchy skin, come to go to because we'll calm you down. And Fancy Face is another good example of that because we've now got into the oily skin category because people are like, oh my God, oil cleanser with oil, I could never. But mm-hmm. It's obviously very balancing. So I think that the reason was what the product development came around simplicity and filling a gap for, you know, you had all these legacy brands that have been around forever and you had supermarket brands and you had super luxe. And there wasn't really anything in between. Like the cosmeceutical brands were so hardcore. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted something that would be really accessible to everybody and like I knew I had my favorites like Embrelease for example because it was just such a but I didn't want all of the you know silicons and synthetics in there I was like Mm -hmm. can we do that but make it clean and with rosehip oil which was a huge part of my life and my mother's life growing up I was like well unfortunately it can be rancid by the time it gets to the consumer Mm. because of how it's looked after or Mm -hmm. bottled or the supporting oil so Face Hero has 10 botanical oils and some of them are way more potent than rosehip oil like um, bariche oil, which is super anti-inflammatory. So I wanted to come from a place of being really gentle to skin and hand-holding women into skincare because otherwise they might just still be using the Nivea that they've been using since they were 13 or gone to a really hardcore facialist and be doing a chemical peel every night. Yeah. So I was like, I, I had the knowledge of what actually worked and I had the consumer confusion to answer and to me, it just felt like a really obvious gap to, to fill. Totally. There. I agree. 
So Face Hero is kind of like a lot of people's intro into GoTo. What's like the feedback you get from these customers when they are using face oil in their skincare routines? They, well, a lot of people are scared of oils. Right. You know, funny how the marketing from 20 years ago is still rearing up in their heads um, that oils are bad. Um, So they're worried to put an oil on, but it's a super booster. Like it's so, it sinks in so fast and it's so calming and nourishing so if I ever have a bite a scratch a a flare-up you know dermatitis like anything I put I lather it in the oil so it's really calming and anti-inflammatory and really inflammation is at the core of go-to and inflammation is the cause of all aging and disease really if you really want to get down to it so sure use everything you want that's going to get you the, the retexturizing and the resurfacing, but please, please, please come back in with something really nourishing afterwards and do that. And Face Hero is the reason that people come into the brand because they get such instant relief. Rosacea people especially, I can't claim that clinically because we don't have the claim, but te- like on our website we have testimony after testimony that people with rosacea and, and, and flare-ups have a really good time with it. What else is in it? Is it ju- It's not just rosacea. No. Oil. So there's macadamia, yeah. calendula, yeah. chamomile, almond oil, jojoba. Macadamia is a real winner. Apricot kernel, Brazil nut. So that's the barichi that we love so much. Obviously rosehip calendula, kiwi fruit, vitamin E, arnica, sunflower. So it's a, yeah, it's a pretty – like there's no rocket science in there. There's just a lovely combination of oils and there are a lot of beautiful face oils out there. So as a category, I think everyone can benefit from a face oil. Absolutely. And how long did it take you to develop that? That was way too quick. And oh. it, I find that – same with Fancy Face. I think we've – and Skin Wizard in our kids' range. The oils are the ones that we're best at. We have a formulator who excels at oils mm. and just manages to get that sink ability that also seems nourishing for a long time. I think we're also really good at <laughs> – Kirby, you're out. Sorry. <laughs> um, fragrance. And the fragrance is really sweet but elegant and playful. So, yeah, that's the one. And so the rose hip is really well supported by a billion other antioxidants mm-hmm. and it's stable because it's in a nice opaque glass. Um, and people just tear through it. They use it twice a day. And how do you like to apply it or how would you advise people? Well, I mean, it's the press or the rub, right? I, <laughs> I do it after my serum, so my vitamin C in the morning and then I just put some on my hands. I do tend to... It depends on the day, but I rub or press it in afterwards yeah. and then I, I wait about a minute between each product and then I would go in with my SPF in the day or my moisturizer at night. Yeah, having that minute to like let it fully yeah. kind of settle and then going to the next product I think is really important. And the mists yeah. really help with that too. Like mm. I'm fairly new to mists. I thought, oh, this is just rubbish like <laughs> you know one of those beauty editor criticisms always is like but mists are so confusing for the skin if you're spraying your skin with mist your skin believes that it's more hydrated than it is so it doesn't produce its own hydration so you're actually more dehydrated later mm-hmm. i don't really believe that anymore particularly if you're using it between skincare i think it's a really nice thing to do mm-hmm. but makeup artists these days are like oh my god they're misting me every step like <laughs> I know we actually were talking to one of our esthetician friends who says that she's like just not a big fan of mist yeah why does she know um like if you're applying it over your your sunscreen during the day oh it's degrading it yeah yeah so just then you're not reapplying and then you're not reapplying I'm not for the reapp I'm not for misting just randomly I think it's you've got to follow on with something yeah Yeah. because it's prepping it's like a sponge right you use a dry sponge it's not going to absorb or do anything but if you wet that sponge first it's going to be so much better totally Oh, were you looking to see if somebody yeah. was here? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say was the most difficult part of launching GoTo in the United States? 
still going. <laughs> it's still struggle still. bus over here. <laughs> okay, where do I begin? No, it's 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 such a big market. Okay, and so we came in to Sephora in 2018. And we were picked to go in with their clean, their new clean movement. And we are very clean. But I had a profile and and credentials in Australia and a loyal digital following. So when we launched, it was like, it was, it was great. It was fun. And we had that goodwill. Um, And then we only just went into retail in Australia last year. But in America, there's so much more competition and there's so many more people. And there are a lot of lovely clean brands and a lot of funny, cute peach brands. And so it's just, it's just the scale, I think. What we're realizing now is that we need to get those, what Kevin Kelly calls our thousand true fans. So we are now working with a lot more influencers to get um, really engaging, authentic as possible content about women who've been using the product for a while and genuinely like it and talk about it to even 2,000 followers. Um, Because I believe that when you have that core, hardcore fan group, the rest is so much easier because they proliferate it for you. They talk about it. They're there for you. They back you. They go into store and ask for it. So that's my focus. And I relish the challenge. I really do. And that's why I'm here because I'm like, it, it does make sense in this market. You guys do care about clean beauty. And I think we have a point of difference. Yeah. I think also um, one thing that I really like about GoTo is you guys are clean, but you're not shoving it down people's no. throats. I think like we do discuss this a lot on the podcast, how clean, and I put this in air quotes, is a relative term mm, because especially here in the United States, there's no, like the FDA. No legislation, no. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's no legislation. Well, regulation, there's no, um, Like there's no quality control standard. So like if you see something that says like clean at Sephora, it obviously has like, you fit the criteria. If yeah. it's their criteria. Yes. Same with Credo, same mm-hmm. with Robin, same with all these other, you know, different um, like clean retailers. But I think like that's the question. I mean, I personally get this you a should. lot. Everyone you should know, be asking it. What, like, what, where do I start with clean skincare? And I'm like, it's, yeah. What do you want though? Yeah. Like, what why, do you, what do you actually you mean? Clean? Like, yeah. Clean? Yeah. yeah. I question that because, I mean, we have um, customers who are so adamant about what is wrong, what is right, and what is good and what is bad. And there's such a huge gray area. Like I said before, we did it to make it non-irritating as possible. That doesn't mean we don't have fragrance. We just have natural fragrance. Mm-hmm. So, and, and we have essential oils. And some would say that that's so unclean or mm-hmm. so irritating. But we have, you know, six years of customer experience to teach us that it's not. So I think, yeah, you have to be asking yourself, why am I attracted to clean beauty? And if it's because you just want a shortcut to go, I know it's safe and not going to flare, great. Because I think that is a nice shortcut to go. But in terms of like the organic content, it's, it's all up in the air. Like yeah. it's each brand has their own version of it. So we get slotted into clean because it's a nice thing to be able to have. But we also belong in other retail environments that are just looking for a fun brand that yeah. has good things. Well, I was going to say you mentioned that there are a lot of funny, cute peach brands but at, <laughs> they weren't actually we though no I always <laughs> enjoy all of the mailers that you send and I read all of the copy because oh, it's so funny and I know that you obviously yes. are still very much involved in it but it's like the wittiest just like it always makes me lol like I'm always Thank like you. oh my gosh this is so funny totally if you guys haven't tried a go-to skincare product you will quickly learn that there's so much personality and and humor <laughs> and I can like hear you reading this brand. it yes <laughs> like it just feels like a person and not like a yes. brand mm-hmm. that's speaking to you which I think is super important and I think that's why a lot of people 
initially fall in love with the brand because yeah. they read the front and they're like, oh my God, <laughs> this is freaking hilarious. So I want to try it. And then they're like, oh wow, the product actually is good for my skin. Yeah. I'm not irritated. Took something away. Yeah. Yeah. Made me glowier, yeah. whatever it was. <laughs> so, Oh, you'll get the first hit because of the, you know, the aesthetic appeal perhaps or yeah. the Instagram factor, but they won't come back if it doesn't work. So. Exactly. My favorite travel bag is the clear bag that you guys had that says like don't leave, leave me in your hotel, hotel room. room I bring it with me everywhere and I think it's the funniest thing so I'm like yes please do but not leave me in the so hotel room but that means so much to me because you guys are so jaded and you should be because you've had a million mailers and so to, that warms my heart so much because I was <laughs> I was a beauty can I read this so yeah. my favorite line on this it's the um sheet mass that says it will not gossip about you in your absence like <laughs> great that's exactly what I want to see on the back of a fa- like a freaking face mask yeah. like this is brilliant yeah. so, in our so. office it says in really big writing we make things fun that have no right to be because it shouldn't be funny like beauty product instructions should be pretty boring yeah and, like earnest but no there's a room yeah, for fun everywhere. Exactly. It's beauty at the end of the day yeah, right we're just like, putting shit on fun our face. with it totally <laughs> um speaking of fun Let's talk about grow to skincare yes. because we're staring at the packaging right now and it's the cutest freaking thing I've ever seen. Yes. So grow to is your baby children. Yeah, children's skincare line. for babies and kids. Yeah. Can you tell us why you decided to launch that? I was hoping you'd ask. Yes. Um, so I have two kids and I found that whenever they would get rashy or eczema or just kids have very weird, confusing skin that flares up a lot, especially when they're newborns and babies, that I would use Face Hero and Very Useful Face Cream, which are our grown-up products on them, and it would immediately work. And I would be, like, turning to go to because I knew I could trust it to not make things worse but to make things better. So it occurred to me, oh, duh, like, why don't I do a range for kids instead of using this, you know, $40 bottle yeah. of face <laughs> on my face? Um, so basically, Grotu was born from my own need to have a lovely safe. And I prefer the word safe over clean. To me, the meaning is you can trust it to not irritate your skin. Totally. Um, so that's what we did. And when you're dealing with newborns, like, we really went hard on the testing of this. Like, it, it's, it's so beautiful to get the oh feedback. Oh, my God, how did you test on newborns? Well, I had my own. Right, for, okay. For, yes. for that time, yeah. yeah. I had my daughter, Rudy. She was um, she was a newborn when we were going through product testing for this. Um, and then, with so we have the Sudbud, which is the bubble bath, Skin Wizard, which is the body oil, which is basically face hero, but grown up. And then Super Softy, which is full of squalene and super hydrating and nourishing. And then Bad Dream Buster, which is the lavender room spray. Which Guys, is- this line is so freaking cute. Like, first of all, they feel awesome. Yeah, like, soft the packaging. <laughs> yes, the, the soft matte is amazing. I just put Skin Wizard on my hands. I love yes. the smell. Please yeah, put a lot that of all over your body. for their baby and then use it for themselves. I also think this is so smart. The Bad Dream Buster, um, the lavender spray. Yeah. Like... Right now, especially, I feel like night sprays are really popular for adults, but like children probably suffer from getting a good night's sleep too because they're like scared and stuff. Yeah, they're freaking out. (laughs) They do, but they have like fictional anxiety about boogeymen and monsters, but they have real life anxiety. It's a weird time in the world. It is. And so we have, oh my God, the letters, the feedback we get from parents about this, like little four-year-old boy that had PTSD and full-blown anxiety, couldn't sleep, can sleep now because he's got... A story. He's got a red bottle that means he's protected. And he sprays it before bed. I know some of them make me cry. They're so amazing. So kids that can't sleep through the night, they feel like they've got armor and a tool and they feel protected and safe and strong. And also, you know, it's just a really amazing gift for anyone that's got kids because we all need a bit of calming down. Well, I kind of like that it it initiates a ritual early on in life. Like 
these four Part products right here, it's like a routine that they're getting. Okay. You know that you're going to use Sudbud mm-hmm. and then you're going to use your super softy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then like as they get older and you start teaching them that, that helps them to create a regimen mm-hmm. that a lot of people, you know, don't even start their regimens until they're in their mid twenties mm-hmm. half the time. Totally. So I, I really love that element of it. And I love that it, I mean, well, it looks is, like toys because I wanted it right. to be part of their world. And I felt like the kids category and the reason like when we come and do press here, no one wants to talk about go-to. They just want to talk about go-to because it's so <laughs> eye-catching and fun. It's so cute. Because it looks like kids' toys and the kids have real possession and ownership. And you said like, that your That's for kids want to bring it to school. Yeah, kids want to bring it to school <laughs> and it's their friend and they take little videos with them. That would have been me at eight. Oh my God, totally. <laughs> I've been like, I got my super softy. Everyone's like, what is Kirby doing in the corner? Yeah. It's so cute. I'm so glad um, that you came out with it. And I think there's actually, I I was just saying earlier, one of my friends, Lily, Mm -hmm. she uses baby products right on the regular, like on herself. She does not have a baby for the record. So Lily, this is for you. Right. I mean, if you have sensitive skin too, you're probably like, well, I'm only trusting like, you know, yeah, products made for babies. Isn't totally. that weird though? Because you immediately, like your assumption is that they're going to be like free of fragrance or with clean fragrance and so on. So it's it, it does make sense. I mean, I use all of them myself as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it, we as don't well, do as well. Yes, exactly. Okay, so yes, this, this last question <laughs> makes me kind of LOL. I, but I, I love you because you're so, you know, outspoken, you're fun, <laughs> obviously so intelligent and beautiful. Um, but you probably deal with a lot of hate online. Like, can I just, can I, can I share some, not a secret, but yeah. Okay. So, um, you were a full blown celebrity in Australia. So is your husband. You guys are always in the spotlight, red carpets, the whole nine. Like surely you deal with trolls and haters. Uh, yeah, they're out there. So then I'm just curious, like as somebody like you, who now also has a brand Mm. that you're dealing with, like, because they are also probably coming after your brand too, not just you. How do you handle attacks from people online? I think this is something like really prevalent right now. Kirby just, someone had, who, Kirby just got attacked. Well, it's like I deal with it every day though. Right. I just don't show everybody the things that people are saying, but I, I would love to know for, from your perspective, because you are so engaged with your following and people that follow you. Um, like I can't just not look at messages. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like maybe easier said than done, but I like to go through and like, you know, mm-hmm. interact with the people that are giving time to respond to something. I said, yes. or ask me a question. With that means, oh, I have to see, see somebody say something really crappy about me. Mm. Did that affect you at all? And if so, how did you get through that? Uh, we, look, I'll start off by saying I feel like my husband and I are very privileged in a lot of ways, but in particular because we both have fun jobs and we're doing fun things. We're not doing polarizing stuff. We're not politicians. We're not sports people that have haters built into the job. So I'm making peach skincare and fun shit for babies and I'm writing books about farts for kids and I, I get to have, I honestly do, um, but I get to have fun and so I think we're already in a position, and my husband's a comedian, where we have a role that inspires joy. So I think when people come out of the woodwork, like I usually they just want to be heard and so if it's to do with product stuff and branding and, and so on, I will answer them in as much as I answer anybody else. So they don't get special treatment. I'll just answer factually. And most of the time, in fact, 90% of the time, I find that they just want to have been noticed. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's sometimes they just want to be heard and people just want to have a connection with you and they want to make it to them it feels exciting to be heard or written back to. But if they're outright beasts, I just delete. 
Yeah. Like if you're being a witch on my platform, I have, I'm allowed to get rid of that. Yeah, totally. Like, but I also have the kind of beautiful following who will do it for me. Mm. <laughs> and I feel like that's the lovely part of Instagram is that if you have a loyal following and you've earned up goodwill and you, you're doing good work, you might be lucky enough to have people going to bat for you. Totally. So you don't have to. But, um, yeah, they're going to be out there. I, I always think you can't only accept the praise and the good stuff. Like if you believe that, then you have to believe all of it. So uh, I love that choose. too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Last question. Yes. What can we expect from go to a mm. lot finally our npd is so slow because we're dealing with natural products uh, i use the term umbrella natural products but um we've now got a full team working in a brand new head of formulation so we should be rolling out quite a few new products in the next 12 to 18 months um they do take a long time and i'm a perfectionist and i make no apologies about that but also we've launched grow to and we're relaunching bro to which is our men's line oh, yeah we didn't even touch on that <laughs> yeah I love it. Yeah, it started as a joke. I'm glad you laughed because it it, it actually did. We knew that guys were using our cleanser and our moisturizer and our oil, but we wanted to give them a masculine color to use in the shower. So Uh, we did it in gray. So we did it in gray. Yeah. But we're like, that was a joke that went too far and actually sells really well. So now we're gonna like, we're gonna do it properly with proper branding and give it some personality. Yeah. So I feel like we're looking after the whole family, and that's really nice and. And, and it's the trust that I take so seriously. So, yeah, everything we do will be done properly and with full thorough, you know, diligence. And, and um, I look forward to launching more silly things. <laughs> uh, okay, wait. I know that was the last question, but I have, like, a final, final yeah, question. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any, like, types of products or ingredients you're really excited about? Um, vitamin C. Okay. So I, I'm a good. huge brightening person. And so I want to make our own. Yeah. Um, but the stability factor and, you know, niacinamide is so wonderful. That's why we use so much of it in our mask. And how can I make... So what I like to do is, like, basically when I make products, I'm like, and you two would be exactly the same. You're like, well, I love this from this and I love this mm-hmm. and I love this ingredient. How can we get them to play together in a really effective way? And so that's what we we work on. But we've got a few... Like, I'm going back to the old school stuff because I feel like I'm so excited to have only go-to in my kit. It's so obnoxious, but I think it's like that would be great because they're meant to be your go-to products. So there's a few more coming that I feel like will really flesh out that 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 kit of essentials. <laughs> Sorry, there's so Sorry. many noises. Uh, Ollie, I don't know what Ollie's <laughs> doing. Just, he just He's threw up a little bit. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> it's because he ate grass he when bar. It's, it's fine. He's fine. I, Ollie, I told you don't eat the grass. <laughs> I told him. He's fine. Okay. <laughs> it came out later. Anyways, <laughs> dramatic. No big deal. <laughs> um, okay, Zoe, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. You're fabulous. Yeah, we adore you're fabulous. You. We thank could you have having me. you on for another hour, but we know you're a busy woman. So just um, come, come back to us when I you're will, back in I the States. Yes, please let um, our listeners know where they can find you and go to. Yes, well, so go to skincare.com and we're on Instagram at go to skincare. And I'm on Instagram at Zoe They Say. And uh, you're just basically going to see a lot of me in different outfits in the US for the next week. <laughs> <laughs> the cutest <laughs> outfits, though. Like, Truly. So colorful, so bright. But so you know, fun. in my real life, I'm in my soft clothes at the park with mm-hmm. my kids. So I like get to dress up for this and it's fun. Well, we love following you. Well, so. it's fun to Thank you so much for being thank here. You. Thank Pleasure you ladies. so much, guys. You know where to find us. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and join our Facebook group. And please remember that we are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you're so inclined, Leave us a five-star rating <laughs> and write us a review so we can be boosting up the charts. A nice one. Thank you. We want a number one like Beyonce. <laughs> we want a number one by Beyonce, y'all. Do it. Okay, bye. Bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.